Welcome to Inside the Ballet, a podcast series presented by Nashville Ballet's Community Engagement Initiative. At Nashville Ballet, we believe in the transformative power of art. Art is and has always been a facilitator for change, bringing about awareness, dialogue, empathy, and much more. Art brings beauty into our lives and makes the world a more hopeful, positive place. In our Inside the Ballet series, Nashville Ballet artists and creative experts will discuss the inspiration behind our upcoming performances, give insight into the creative process, and help listeners gain understanding of poetic, social, and cultural themes surrounding a work. Whether you are looking to increase your ballet IQ or learn more about how a ballet is brought to the stage, join us for Inside the Ballet and be transformed. Hey everyone, Brianna Richardson here with Inside the Ballet. We are weeks away from our season opener of Cinderella. I had the pleasure of sitting down with our stepsisters, Michael Burfield and Owen Thorne, talking about the quirks of wearing point shoes for the first time and getting paid to have fun. Also joining us is artistic director, Paul Vasterling. Remember to subscribe, like, or share. Take a listen. I am here with Owen Thorne Michael Burfield and Paul Vasterling. Um, and we are with our stepsisters from our Cinderella, which will be presented October 6th through 9th at TPAC. Welcome, everyone. Hi, Brianna. Hey. hey. Hello, guys. Hey. All right. So, first, we're going to get started with just learning about you guys as artists. Um, tell us about yourselves. I'm going to start with Michael. Great. Um, so I'm Michael Burfield. Uh, this is my fifth season here with Nashville Ballet. Um, I originally got into dance because I was um, in gymnastics first. And I was just a little party boy in the Nutcracker and uh, got to see the Cavalier. He was a guest artist from New York City Ballet dance and instantly fell in love. I was sold and knew that that's what I wanted to do. So I signed up for lessons and How dancing. old were you? I was eight. I've been dancing for 23 years now. Uh, all right. Hi, I'm Owen Thorne. Um, and let's see. I started dancing when I was uh, seven years old. I saw a, um, I rented a movie from uh, the library called uh, White Nights, which uh, Mikhail Baryshnikov dances in. Mm -hmm. And I remember just being completely transfixed and turning to my mom and asking, uh, what is he? She was like, oh, he's a ballet dancer. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm a ballet dancer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just found uh, it's so compelling. In the story, he's uh, imprisoned by the you know communist uh, Russians. And even there was no way that they could truly confine him when he was dancing. And I found that he was able to you know really express himself in a way that you couldn't do with words. And I was... I was really moved at that and, and always found that to be a really interesting challenge. Uh, and so my, I started dancing at seven and actually one of my first ballets was Cinderella. <laughs> I played, oh, wow. uh, yeah, I was the violinist in the, um, in the dancing master scene. And, uh, and Paul, you're probably not gonna be surprised by this. I had to, I kept wanting to ease my way towards center forward. Yes. I'm sure you were <laughs> yeah. this was forward. Good. outside mm. eighth and I had, you know, very uh, <laughs> strong feelings of how I should play the violin, which was not how violins were played. So <laughs> I, I, have a, I have an Owen Thorne story. <laughs> Owen actually was a student in the School of Nashville Ballet. And this is pre, I think it was just as I became artistic director, just. 
I, I got to see him. He was, they were moving to town and he was taking class. He did a bar and I peeked in the door and he didn't even see me watching him. And boy, was he intense. Mm. He was in that position and he, I could tell he really was going to be something. And he was like, pint-sized Owen. Oh, that's really pint-sized. That's hard wow. to imagine, pint-sized Owen. <laughs> yeah, I know. He, he same look, mm-hmm. about oh, five feet shorter maybe. <laughs> so much, but I mean, a lot shorter. So, yeah. You, yeah, you didn't it. know that, that I saw you I that day. That, yeah, I was no. peeking in the door. Yep. No, it was something that was always, it, it, it was a really strong desire. Um, I've, mm-hmm. I've always really loved dancing and the, the challenge that it presents. And because it, it, because it is hard and because it, it's interesting to mm-hmm. me, it, what, what a sort of unusual form of self-expression. Well, and it never really gets easier. No, either. it gets harder. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You're always learning. You're always growing. You're always pushing. You're always striving for better it's, and yeah. more. And it, for- the reason that I was drawn to it way back when too, was that it was physically intellectually and musically challenging. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Especially cause I wasn't together. into competition but that was my competition was myself mm. so that mm-hmm. every day that challenge with myself, if I played sports or any like games, eh, it doesn't matter if I win or lose, but for the, for ballet or for dance every day. Yeah. Competition with me. Yeah. Within yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Trying yeah. to be better than you were the day before. Well, and as it pertains actually to, to stepsisters, one of the things that I was really fortunate about was that I had really strong uh, role models for character actors Mm-hmm. Uh, my first ballet that I ever did was Capelia, and the, Dr. Capelius was Moses Pendleton, who's a very famous uh, choreographer and performer in his own right. And again, I was hypnotized by how compelling this his portrayal was, and the, you know, heartbreaking and hilarious, and all these things all at once. And that was something that, in throughout my childhood, I always really studied and identified with mm-hmm. these character actors and what they were able to do on stage. I always just really loved it. And you do, you bring that in every character and every role that you play. I enjoy you. Tell us some of the roles you've played over the years. Oh gosh, let's see. I So many. So, I mean, everything from like Siegfried and Swan Lake to the Cavalier and Snow King and Nutcracker. I've uh, enjoyed when uh, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. Tybalt. Yes. Yeah, that uh, was good. That's a good one. That's really fun. Bottom uh, in Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, honestly. Amazing. I think my, yep. my, one of my favorite Funniest roles bottoms I've ever seen, my, 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 maybe my favorite role that I've done honestly was playing Nick bottom in Midsummer Night's Dream. And again, what, what's so fun about these character roles is that you get to, um, it, there, it involves creativity mm-hmm. and spontaneity and, uh, you have a different obligation to the story in a way that, mm-hmm. and you're not just speaking through technique and movement. You're, you're using your own physicality and you're, you're not tied to, needing to, to be the, you know, the, the base rock solid character mm-hmm. that uh, has to propel the story forward. And so you can't be, you know, messing around or, or um, having alternate, you know, interpretations in these character roles. You really can just shoot for the moon mm-hmm. and have a good time. And it, it can really be additive to the production. Mm-hmm. What about you, Michael? What are some of your roles? Um, let's see. I did Mercutio. Um, that was a lot of fun, learning to sword fight and cape fight this big tall guy over here. Um, <laughs> what else I've done? Nephew and Nutcracker. Um, normally I do, I feel like I do more like dancey things, mm-hmm. like do a concertant and things like that. Um, so getting to actually 
experience more of the theatrics and more of the acting and dive into the character deeper and doing the research and stuff is, mm-hmm. is a lot more fun. And um, I'm learning as we're, as we're going. It's, it's, I feel like it's the same thing for the other, for, for something like duo or a, an abstract ballet. You still have to find the character that you kind of focus into. It might be embodied in the music it, or the movement or the relationship with your partner, but this is actually a lot more literal, right? Where you're really looking at the, the, um, uh, getting from point A to point B to point C and kind of trying to stick with a theme, you know, like the, the whole way through and make sure it makes sense. That's what I love doing is trying to figure that out. And what I'm doing is watching these guys kind of just play at it and then grabbing things out of it that will make sense in the, in the bigger picture. And it's boy, do we play. Lot of <laughs> right. So is. Paul, tell us about uh, Cinderella. So this Cinderella was originally choreographed uh, in 2001, I think early 2000s. And um, I did a version that was about, I called it a three quarter length. And I, I, I skipped the, the part of uh, the, the, the house scene. I didn't do that part. And then when we revived it, in 2012, I, I made it into a full length. Um, but from the beginning, even back in 2001, I, as I do, I read a lot about Cinderella and the story of Cinderella. And what I wanted to avoid was this idea of a woman being a victim of her fate and a woman being just sort of waiting for her prince to come along and, and take her away from this sort of pretty terrible place that sh- in which she lived. And um, so I always, it's subtle, but she's, she's pretty assertive and she kind of wants her, she has a vision for her life as opposed to sitting back and waiting. And as I do, a lot of times point shoes have an, a meaning in them. And, and in this one, the point shoes mean kind of full realization as a person, I guess, fully realization, fully realizing power. And so the stepsisters at the beginning of the ballet are on point be that as it may, however that looks. <laughs> and uh, they are wearing point shoes and they will, they are withholding point shoes from Cinderella. So they're withholding her full power. They're withholding her full realization as a woman, as a woman. And of course that obviously has symbolism in it um, in that these are two men withholding the, the sort of power from a woman. And I was talking to another friend of mine the other day about, you know, point shoes and power. And then, you know, all ballet dancers feel empowered by the point shoes or all dancers. And I'm like, I've heard some that didn't think that, you know, but the truth is, is when you have a technique, a point technique that is fully realized that you can really take on, it does empower you to be more expressive and bring it to a whole nother level. So, you know, as usual, I have lots and lots of different layers to uh, a really beautiful romantic story that's got a couple of clowns in it, maybe more than one clown in it. If you include the stepmother, uh, they, they do sort of maybe go over to that place in the ballet of clowniness and the kids love it. I will, yesterday I was watching the the little kids the first time in rehearsal and you know, them laughing at you guys mm-hmm. in, in the first time that they're seeing it. So I knew I was, we were on the right track. So point shoes, our stepsisters are here with us. Whoa. Those things are nearly impossible. <laughs> I, in yeah. all seriousness, I've been dancing next to, to people on point for so long and truly have no understanding 
of how hard point work is. So is when did you so put them on for the first time? Just a couple of weeks before we started rehearsing. <laughs> I'd, never, I'd never put point shoes on in my life. I mean, there weren't any that fit my huge feet. And I have to say, I saw video of you. I think maybe the first time you put them on, you had on these beautiful pink satin point shoes and what looked like white gym socks. I did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so you did see day one. I was told that you don't do that. Uh, <laughs> I was pretty much laughed out of the studio and I, I was pretty proud of my socks. I made sure I brought white ones because they're the closest to my <laughs> to the pink, pink satin. Yeah. Michael, you've done point work though before, right? Um, I've dapped, he's, he's like, really dapped in it. Like I, um, one of my first teachers was like, if you want good feet, if you want strong ankles, get some point shoes and get to work. So I did that for maybe about a year or two when I was very first starting. Haven't touched them since, but I always had a little dream that at the end of my ballet career, I would retire and then go join the Trocadero. So when I found out I was a stepsister, I was pretty excited. I was going to get to dance on point. So I got my point shoes out a little early, did some releves. We've had some oohs and ahs as you, as you do some of your steps from, some of the dancers in the company. There's a couple wow. of and ahs. And then there's a couple. Oh, <laughs> Those are usually reserved for me though. <laughs> so how's it been? It's fun. Um, you've already bled through your toe pad. Yeah. Multiple. Yeah. Yeah. I just got my first blister. I was so, so proud. Okay. Honestly. Yeah. And then all the women were like, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I mean, I think, both Owen and I have a lot more admiration too for all of the fine ladies that we dance with and the technique and the strength and the coordination. It's a whole nother level. Almost impossible. Even just going up the extra two, three inches to be Mm -hmm. on top of the toes instead of just the ball of the foot. And isn't it true that the, um, I have never been on point myself, but you feel kind of scary up there, right? You're on those little, that little like teeny little one inch circle. Your whole body weight is there. It's pretty, I would imagine it's scary. scary. Also, I feel a lot taller. I'm kind of short. And then all of a sudden I'm like Mm. up another like six inches. I'm like, Oh, the weather's different. Yeah. I mean, when I'm, (laughs) I can read. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm point with, uh, with my wig. I'll be like almost six, uh, seven feet tall. Yeah. You're a big dude. Yeah. There's a lot. So how is it getting into character? You mentioned the wigs. It's a blast. I haven't seen my wig yet, so we'll see. It's a it's a tall one, so I might actually be Owen's height. Yeah. That'll be different. Um, but yeah, I mean, getting into character has been a blast. Um, I've been, I always say, I've been watching Hocus Pocus and pulling a little like Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica uh-huh. Parker, into my stepsister. Goofy, quirky, boy crazy, uh-huh. but just not quite with it. Yeah, I mean. It, it, it's uh, it's interesting. There's first, you know, you try to develop your own character, and then really the m- most important thing is figuring out the dynamic between you and the people that you're playing against, because that's where the story's told. And so, a lot of the work in the studio is between Michael and I figuring out what is our dynamic exactly as sisters, mm-hmm. and so that then the audience can understand that clearly, and that theme can go throughout the entire ballet. Mm-hmm. And so, it is the the challenge behind that is having the discipline to stick to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that, and that sometimes like we can figure out something that's particularly funny, but it maybe it's not actually telling the story as cleanly as possible. And then that, so that has to go. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, then obviously figuring out our dynamic with uh, Cinderella and not overstepping our, you know, it is her show. 
And so we need to make sure that we're giving it. <laughs> We've started playing a little bit with the fact that like, I'm a little intimidated and scared of Cinderella at yeah. moments and times. And yeah. I think that's going to be interesting to That's great. Watch. Michael, how is it playing against with, or with Owen? The likes to likes to take on this acting. Portion it's hard of the to not let him steal the show. Uh-huh. It's hard to make sure that I'm holding my own and it's nice to be challenged to rise to meet that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so what's difficult, what's different about playing this character role as opposed to other ones is that it, it isn't done in a vacuum. It's not just one person. It is a team. We're always on stage together. And so it really is developing our own chemistry that'll be the most um, successful for the production. I was asked yesterday about uh, what's it like to, to, to return to a ballet that you've done before. And I'm like, well, it's almost like returning to it fresh because nobody has danced it. No, none of you guys have danced this work before and you bring all of your own wonderfulness and uniqueness to it. And it's, that's the joy of, of dance live theater is that you you're getting these, these completely new interpretations. And for me, you're, it breathes new life in, into it. It makes it like super fresh and fun to work on again, because it's everybody, especially our stepsisters. Also the Cinderella's too. Great. Bring, are all different as I think about them over the years, you know, it will always have the imprint of the originals on it. But, um, but you know, I want you guys to take, take the chances and then we'll reel you back in a little bit. (laughs) It's always better to be told to do less, right. Than do more. Yep. What do you all enjoy about playing these roles? I just, I mean, I don't think I've laughed so hard in such a long time. Mm -hmm. Like literally the first day my abs were sore just from (laughs) laughing. So, I mean, what job, who has that job? Who gets to come to work and just have a blast and laugh at their friends and and dance and have the best time? Yeah, I mean, it's such a blessing. It really is. I mean, I feel like, I don't know, Peter Pan. You know, that like I I just get to be a child forever. It it really Mm -hmm. is such a joy. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm playing like a bratty teenager mm-hmm. <laughs> and a big and, and floppy a, dress. Yeah. And kind of a bully as well. And also a bit stupid and silly. Yeah. And so yeah, doing that all day is, it doesn't get any better. I mean, I'm getting paid <laughs> to do this. Like I have, I have to like remind myself sometimes that like, this is, this is a, apparently this is work. <laughs> what are some challenges that come with this role? Mm, I think the challenges are the point work. Point work. <laughs> it's difficult. And like you also have to execute the steps wisely too, because we have a whole season to get through. Yep. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't want to do something wrong and twist my ankle and, and be out, you know, mm-hmm. not just for this show, but also for the whole season. So I think it's really good to be disciplined and thoughtful in the approach to the actual steps and be, and be responsible as a person to not, overdo it or push too much and, and injure myself. That's a big challenge. Yeah, truly. I mean, it begins and ends with point work for me. It's, yeah. I mean, the people that we're sharing the stage with have a lifetime worth of knowledge <laughs> into point work and I'm, you know, getting on like two or three weeks. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, and there's so much to know about like how you sew the ribbons and the, you know, Oh darning God. stuff and breaking it. Took me it an hour. I was going to do your own oh my hour gosh. to sew my elastic. Ugh, I don't yeah. even have ribbons on my shoes because after an hour, I was like, <laughs> "Screw them." Yeah. <laughs> the, the ballerinas are like, "Welcome to my yeah, world." I know. Oh, truly, oh I know, and I feel horrible. Are you guys sat in a zone with like a safety yeah. hand? <laughs> These girls been, do this like for two decades. Yeah, like, been, I can't. I've been playing. Uh, 
a woman for two weeks and I'm like, we need to topple the patriarchy. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Burn the building. Yeah, yeah truly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so what is your favorite scene in the ballet? We got to ask this. Yeah, it's I, all good. I like it all. Yeah. I like the orange. Any scene we're in. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're all great. Any yeah, scene where fun. you're on stage. Any scene yeah. that has the sisters is yeah. the best scene ever. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's called Cinderella. Like, truly. <laughs> she should literally stay home and not go to the ball. Yeah. Yeah. We would have definitely gotten. Yeah. You would have gotten the engagement, I bet, right? So yeah. I mean, more, marriage. I think my character would have eliminated the competition. That darn Cinderella. Yeah. <laughs> you sure are trying to eliminate me. I am. I really am. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. That's okay. I'm a big girl. <laughs> I do. I am curious about your uh, routine. Um, any rituals or routines when you're getting ready for a ballet for the performance? So, like when mm. we, the audience, are getting dressed and we're traveling down to the theater, and you know, sometimes we're, I don't know if, if you all do it, but when I'm going to concerts, I'm like, what is, you know, my favorite, what, that artist that I'm going to see, what are they doing right now? What are they eating? What are they mm-hmm. like? What are you all doing at five o'clock? If there's a seven o'clock performance, what are you doing? Normally five o'clock. I mean, we take a class, obviously, an hour mm-hmm. and a half class at the theater to warm up our bodies and, and get going. Um, a lot of times I'll stay on the stage after everyone's cleared out and kind of just meditate for a moment. Um, make sure to check my props and make sure everything is in its place and in its particular order. And then um, I head downstairs to sit on my heating pad and do my makeup and get ready. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have a hard and fast routine. I would say generally when the time I, I'll eat food, try to take a um, caffeine nap. And then uh, the time when I get focused and get my head in gears when I'm putting on makeup. And that, cause that's, there's a sort of ritual to that. Get ready one hour before. That's when I begin. And then, so then once I have my makeup on, I can warm up and then attack the stage. What, what's a caffeine nap? A caffeine nap is when you drink caffeine immediately before you take a nap. And so what that's supposed to do is that that you can sleep for about 20 minutes and then the caffeine kicks in and then you're up and ready to go. Mm, Interesting. Hmm. What's your choice of caffeine? Caffeine nap. Mm -hmm. Is it coffee? Is it chocolate? Coffee. Coffee. Coffee, Okay. Interesting. I have a little like superstition thing too. Like I always have to put on my right shoe before my left shoe. You're and I always like say a little prayer and I blow a kiss and I knock on the floor. I don't know. That it's, is a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a little kooky. And then you have like a, your routine with some of our other coworkers. Oh yes. Julia, Molly, Brett and I, we have a one, two, three, four. Little, little clapping thing. Pre-show, pre-show uh, clap. Connection. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I think I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that, Cinderella's coming up at this part of the season and and this time because this is really is a ballet that is created and intended to be enjoyed by the audience. It's just beautiful dancing, a story that everyone already knows, and a lot of laughs. And so, or just music, too. or just oh, stunning wow. music. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mentioning that. It's one of the most beautiful, absolutely one of my yeah. favorite scores. This one in Romeo and Juliet. I mean, hands down. Mm-hmm. Tell yeah. us about the music, Paul. Oh, he wrote this in the, the 20th century, Prokofiev. Here we go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Prokofiev wrote this in the 20th century, and um, it's it's not a traditional ballet sound. You know, what you would think of as Tchaikovsky. It's like beyond, it takes Tchaikovsky to a whole nother level. But when you start to really kind of click into it, it is so 
just so romantic that waltz everybody knows mm-hmm. it's it's kind of it's it's very neoclassical actually mm-hmm. in its feel and then the, the the two duets which are really my favorite so gorgeous are kind of unusual in the in the way they approach but then you get under it and it's just gorgeous i, I even watching i just came from a rehearsal i thought gosh i'm so lucky to be able to work with this music and and for us to be able to do it and you know, when you have the the symphony playing in front of you, um, the Nashville Symphony, it's really is a is a huge rush. I think I'm so excited to hear it live. Yeah, yeah. I already have goosebumps right now just yeah. hearing you talk about. It. I can't wait. And the the best part about that, one of the real luxuries about being a ballet dancer is getting to listen to great music and sort of have it be the soundtrack to your life for several mm-hmm. weeks, and then it it's always punctuated and culminates with getting to hear the real thing live. And so, in that way it makes the performances more exciting and it really sort of completes the journey of the musical. Journey. Yeah. It's an extra layer. And once we mm. get to the theater and we have them, it's like the icing on top of the cake. What are we going to do with those point shoes after Cinderella? Throw them away. You don't want to keep them? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> they <laughs> might smell bad. Yeah, <laughs> We're probably going to want to have you sign them and we'll, yeah. you know, auction them off to some crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> what size are yours only? Oh, big. I don't, I'm not even sure what the They've number. They've got to be like a 13 or something. 13, yeah. I mean, mine are an eight. Yeah, 12 yeah. and a half, 13. Yeah. yeah. And they're like extra, extra wide too. Did they have to make them special or do they have them in stock? They had to order yours they and it took a to, while. Yeah. Did ordered. you get more than one pair? Or? We, we have more showing up today. Mine are, mine are currently very dead, which is very difficult to get up on point. So that's, that's Mine my are ex- dead too, that's, but like actual mush. Well, that's my excuse for today. <laughs> that's why I'm not on that. <laughs> you just don't want to wear them. Uh, you guys, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this latest installment of Nashville Ballet's podcast series, Inside the Ballet. To learn more about our performances, virtual season releases, community engagement initiative, and more, visit NashvilleBallet.com. <laughs>